0: mm Judea struck, mm-hmm. you know, the, the flags
1: are at half mass. Yeah, freaking uh, Keith Flint, man. I don't give a fuck about R.I.P. <laughs> Keith a, the Flint.
0: Can I be real with you? My cousin really is shaken up about that. Apparently he was a big fan. I'm not a big fan.
1: I've never heard of him until today, but, you know, that's I like his cool. hair. I like what he was doing with it. He looks scary um, but friendly at the same time, what which is, it? you know, I, uh, Keith Flint, front man for The Prodigy, has died at age 49. Much bigger tragedy than that other joke you're about to talk about. Oh, fuck no.
0: All right, so listen, the real reason <laughs> that I'm bringing all this up. All right, Luke motherfucking Perry. Lucas uh, Jeremiah Perry. I don't think that's mm-hmm. his real middle name, but he was on that show, Jeremiah, so it might as well be. All right. Luke Perry's the man. Luke Perry of uh, of of 90210 fame, of Riverdale fame. Didn't he play Archie's dad?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was actively playing Archie's dad, man. They had to stop production today. That's, That's the real tragedy. That, oh my God. that show might be a day late. Oh, my God. And a dollar short. All You're right. You're going to have to come up with a creative way to, like write him off of the show or be like oh no
0: Archie's dad died off screen they can blame it on Sabrina and start the crossover like it's a Riverdale versus <laughs> fucking Greendale like. yeah where are
1: we where are we dragging our feet on this like come on everybody knows it's gonna happen
0: well the point is this like we didn't have a reason to make it happen but Luke Perry died to sacrifice so there was a story worth telling okay? like they had
1: like a multi-season arc that was gonna lead up to this and they were like nah forget it Luke's dead we gotta seize this opportunity, guys. You go to war now, right? And it's like <laughs> Salem bunch droughts.
0: Yeah, no, dude. It's Riverdale versus Greendale. Like they're trying to mm. burn the witches and shit. Like I'd watch that crossover.
1: Is there a third town just called Dale Dale? Probably. I assume right on the outskirts. What it's is a Dale
0: area? You know.
1: What is a Dale? Like I, a- I would understand like River Town because I know what a town is. But what's a fucking Dale? Well, what's a vill? A village. Mm, damn got me Fuck. I mean, what are we talking about here? Shaky. <laughs>
0: all right that one's pretty good all right all right so i'm just i'm trying to go like oh what about what things that are just called like side
1: like river side well it's a side of, of what? the river of the river
0: <laughs> yeah but that's one example there's a bunch of things that are like uh, give me another uh give no. me another side example you know they are like because the, the whatever
1: is in front of it that's what it's to the side of <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you're really fucking this up. But the the larger point, other than the, <laughs> I'm fucking the war, <laughs> is that Luke Perry is being dead is is kind of a tragedy. And I know you don't give a fuck about 90210, but it no. was oddly something that we watched in my house as a family. And I'm not sure why because it's when-
1: yeah, it's not something I ever watched. Honestly, um, well, it's weird.
0: Think about this: like it's a show about teenagers. So my parents mm-hmm. are watching it as adults, watching teenager shows, right? My brother and sister are kids, so I guess I sort of understand why they're watching it. But then mm-hmm. by the time I'm old enough to remember the show, they are now well past high school and college. They're now just adults getting into fucked up shit all the time. And it's just like, who was that show for? <laughs>
1: like, I, don't I, I don't know. But, but that does beg the question, at what point are you too old to watch a show or a piece of media about teenagers and their problems? Because like, we watched uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. It's about a Teenage Witch. It's in the title.
0: Yeah, but they're wrapping that up in some genre. So you can at least be like, I'm an enthusiastic, mm-hmm. or I'm an enthusiast of horror or the occult or something. So I'm watching it for that. Right. It's stressing. Like, 902.0 is specifically a fucking.
1: Like, it's like a, a degree away from Saved by the Bell for you.
0: Yeah, but like yeah. a, but that degree matters. Like that degree is the difference between life on Earth and like ice planet. You know what I right. mean? Like, <laughs> so I need to stress that Ninety Two and I was much better of a show than Saved by the Bell. But here's my thing. So like the analog to this when we grew up was The OC, right? The OC was a teen right. show, but to that show's credit unlike 90210, they kept the adults around the entire time, and the adults were actively involved in the plot. It wasn't like, oh, they show up to be like, what are you doing, Brandon? Do your homework, right. and then fucked off for the rest of the whole show. 90210 gets rid of their adults, I think, two, three seasons in or something, and then they're gone forever. So at least the oh, OC, man. you can watch with your mom.
1: Did they or, like, actually kill off all the adults? <laughs> is 90210 <laughs> like a fucking like situation where this entire zip code is just nothing but teenagers running right. around? Like, all yeah. the adults left or died or got abducted? It's yeah, like a Mars the, needs moms situation, but they took the, the dads the kids too.
0: All set up a, a fucking family vacation where all the adults got to go away. Little do they know, they like fucked with the mechanical engineering. Plane goes down, oh whole God. zip code, Beverly Hills. Teenagers, man.
1: And they they all just go feral and just start shopping at <laughs> Bloomingdale's way more.
0: <laughs> That's their idea of rich
1: feral. <laughs> I've got feral. It's not. They don't lose the speak or to you know like yeah
0: think critically it's just about we're going to Bloomingdale's like 24-7 man no
1: nobody's stopping them from maxing out a credit card anymore you know except the creditors well they're not going to stop them before
0: (laughs) yeah they're gonna let them max it
1: out and then be like all right you've had enough but I got your debt for life so the creditors work out man yeah, they're having a great time. 90210, keeping credit alive.
0: Well, that's my point. Whether it was creatively or not, where we live in a fucking weird dystopic world where teenagers are running around Beverly Hills, okay? They still <laughs> made the decision to get
1: rid of it. I'm them. just picturing them literally running through the hills of Beverly. Like, just okay. wild and free. I'm sure
0: they have. I'm sure that's a bunch of what happens in that show, man.
1: Probably, I'm just Yeah, I've crazy. never seen it.
0: You brought up the point, like, are you allowed to watch something after it's past your target demographic? And I think as long as there's, like, an emotional uh, entry point for you, no matter what your age is. So, like, in the example of the OC, you have, like, Sandy and all the other adults and even the grandfather. So if you're an older person, you're like, look, I like that conservative motherfucker, that capitalist guy. I love him. Right. Like whatever it lets you get in get in there. Yeah, right? it's
1: like, it's like uh, fr- Friday Night Lights. I don't give a shit about football, and I don't give a shit about teenagers. And it's about both of those things. But it's also got Coach Taylor and Tammy Taylor it's running like, around Taylor being the best the goddamn most couple. functional couple on TV. They had, like, three fights, and they worked through it. They're the goddamn best. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you think <laughs> – not to take this away from now to 2 and 0 because I do want to get back to it, but just the, – the, the, you're right. The larger point of, like, teen shows is that they're very much um, – built upon drama and like just mm-hmm. stupidity and over emotion right but like the tailors you're right are the most functional like no drama yeah.
1: comes from that at all i think right. like one but time. you just love anytime they're in a scene together or even separately it's like the show is instantly several degrees better and that's a great show don't get right. me wrong but like i love watching functional people who are very good at their jobs
0: do you think that the show suffers because I resent it? <laughs> because like, why couldn't my family be that goddamn functional? Like, I, everyone needed a Taylors in their life, and that's but that's largely the point of that show. By the way, is that like right. this family unit brought everyone it, together? They were, they were the good.
1: goddamn community. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So I resent it. I hate that show because I didn't get that. You know what Buddy I
1: mean, Buddy Fucking Garrity, man. <laughs> Which one? But, but Buddy I mean? Garrity is us. Okay, and the Taylors are the ones we want to be. You know. <laughs> we're the alcoholic fuck ups who are like kind of secretly resenting coach Taylor and coach right. Taylor is who we aspire to be. But you know what? At the end of the day, buddy Gary still comes through and supports the East still in Well, they,
0: they, there you go. You spoiled the, anyways luke perry
1: is dead and it's real sad uh for the people that care um i just i don't mean to sound like a callous asshole i never really like had that strong of an association with his work pretty Mm -hmm. much the most i've ever seen him in anything was first season of riverdale right i stopped watching that show after that first season uh well
0: here's the thing because he was in 90210 which is whatever uh he was there from the beginning left for a few years came back to the show Mm. and uh, when he left he was trying to do movies and the problem is the only movie that i remember him doing was the fifth element and i guess buffy the vampire slayer but that was before he left so that doesn't count
1: oh the movie version right yes not yeah that. oh oh man this is sad oh so now we brought it into your <laughs> realm
0: you're like oh shit yep all right my bad
1: no i, I guess i just don't trust anybody with two first names well, here's the thing, man. Luke Perry, like Ricky Bobby. like I don't trust that motherfucker. Burn him burn him at the stake. Right. Um,
0: he, well, you know, the good news is this. He didn't get a big movie career at any point, but he filmed one last thing before he died, which was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Tarantino's new movie. Oh, shit. So it's kind of interesting. I hope he has a somewhat decent role. I, I, I don't know, man. Can I just be real with you? The sadder. Watch, parts, watch,
1: watch his role just get like lost on the cutting room floor. <laughs>
0: No, now they're gonna
1: definitely include him. Like Tarantino like already made the snip. Do you He's think this like, oh, is like shit. The
0: new, hold on, bro? Do you think this is like the new what was that Genghis Khan movie that John Wayne did? Do you know like the legend behind that fucking movie?
1: Did he you play? Know? he played Genghis Khan, right? He did.
0: That's not the legend though. The, the legend, <laughs> that's the mistake of the movie, but the legend of the film was that they shot this in in like New Mexico and Arizona, mm. uh, in the same deserts where they tested all the nukes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: So, like, of the 280 people who worked on Crew, a hundred and something people died of cancer.
1: <laughs> like, or, Wasn't there also know? a Humphrey Bogart movie where this happened? Like, The African Queen or something? Like, there was some... Maybe not The African Queen. It was something. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up.
0: I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it didn't happen, because old Hollywood was just like... It was like Chernobyl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything was fucked up all the time, <laughs> but... I specifically know about the Genghis Khan one because, you know, the radiation shit and everyone got cancer. and I just Right.
1: Because like, back then, everybody thought radiation just, like, gave you superpowers. So they were like, it would be fine. It's good for you. Any, if yeah, anything. when did we get away from that?
0: Like, at some point, comic books started to, they had to acknowledge, like, this should have killed you. <laughs> but instead, right. it gave you superpowers. Back in the day, they were way irresponsible about that. Yeah.
1: We're like, I mean, all the way up to the 90s, uh, the Alex Mack show, she gets, like, nuclear waste or some kind of gunk on her. <laughs> Right. and just turns into a fucking superhero right or does she turn invisible what were, what were her powers again i mean was she psychic turned invisible whatever the plot needed her to be <laughs> at the time <laughs> that was just another subpar uh sabrina the teenage witch like who are we trying to kid?
0: i guess the rest of the kids <laughs> i guess that's the target demographic
1: i'm not here for the 90s nostalgia i think i'm realizing because as we go through like the beats here like there wasn't a lot Jurassic Park was good. <laughs> Jurassic Park, that's it. That's the only thing. No the matrix. Let me, let me do is something. Let me ask you a question.
0: The, <laughs> the the Jalians come here. That's aliens that have been uh mixed with Jay-Z's DNA. Okay. The oh. Jalians come down they come down and they're like, You need to pick one movie from the nineties as a representation of the achievements of man. You you're going Jurassic Park, that's your pick? No. What's your this pick? is the biggest question ever. No, no. Well, it becomes like, what do you want to
1: show off? <laughs> to <the internet? laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Cause like, I guess the internet came out, right? You could be like, right. The so, but you're like, well, I mean, the,
1: the aliens internet? don't have a frame of reference, so this is them, like, what what's going to best represent human culture as a whole, right? Right. I guess and, so. And is that movie Jurassic Park? Because wouldn't that just be confusing to them? They're like, you brought these things back and they right. ate a bunch of people, and then you made money off of it, right? And we'd go, well, we've done similar things. We didn't specifically do that. And we'd have to explain, like, you know, creativity and all that to them.
0: I'm sorry. Give me one second. Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, fuck the the 90s. How about any time period? Like, what is your... And again, it's got to be film. It can't be internet. It can't be like, oh, we made a hydron collider. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, this is the film that I put forth uh, to to try to get these Jalians... To understand what's going on. Sorry I like um, that you never questioned me on the fact that Jay-Z is the first abductee and then the Moses of the hybrid species of aliens. Like,
1: I mean it, it just seemed you just seemed really confident about it I don't know it seemed like something it, like, you've thought about before right. yeah it, it sounded like a known thing I didn't want to seem like I was out of touch I was like oh this must be like a new jail. Right. Okay because um, I thought it was just aliens that were in jail. That were imprisoned, <laughs> jailians. Yeah, like, like J- jailians. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, it's like a Scientology Zenu type thing. They're going to get dropped into really a volcano. Jailians, and it's just like, go. It's like it's like
0: Super Jail, but with uh, a lot more aliens. But with
1: aliens, I mean, I think they'd go for it. Like they've gone for the fucking show about the talking ball of meat, and yeah, you
0: know,
1: a that's fry. like one of their biggest hits.
0: But anyway, my point is you wouldn't show that to, to the j because that's the thing. You're not just impressing aliens. You're impressing a Jay-Z hybrid of an alien.
1: So you have to figure so out what, what would Jay-Z um, combined with the DNA of an alien enjoy and right. understand. Mm-hmm. And um, God, that's a big one. Uh, what about that movie, Kawanakatsi, however you say it.
0: Say it again? Which
1: one? Kawanakatsi. Why would you pick that one? Why would you pick
0: like know. I don't, I don't know, know bridesmaids or something, man? Like
1: you well, gotta, they, they, they don't understand story. They're not here for story. They're here they for information.
0: Fucking space flight. You don't think they can understand be- beats? Come on, man. I mean,
1: <laughs> bridesmaids only works if you have that whole history of film to fall back on, bro. <laughs> they need a frame. I would go with the Big Lebowski. How about that? You talks about, what about war something? in Iraq. The first one <laughs> talks about a lazy guy. Talks about a. Pretentious liberal woman talks about a wheelchair-bound conservative man. It's I all of listen. American politics in one film.
0: It's true. Nazis,
1: uh, nihilism. Nazis, nihilism is a philosophy and concept talked about explicitly.
0: Yeah, that's actually not a bad pick. Like that's, that's something you would say, like a hipster would say, and then he accidentally stumbled onto a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> you actually actually okay.
1: So are I'm, you saying that I'm a hipster who accidentally stumbled onto the right answer? I, you're the furthest thing from a hipster. You just share hipster DNA
0: sometimes. That's all I'm saying. I did um, it. No, but I was thinking, like, what about something – not that I think it's the best movie ever or whatever, and it's very pro-Christian, but in terms of a visual – almost fever dream kind of thing you wouldn't do something like tree of life yeah tree of life because you have the dinosaurs you have the birth of the universe which is something they could relate with right right. theoretically
1: you got Um, bread pit doing something being a piece of bread you got (laughs) wait what I said bread pit and you nodded your head. So I thought you were on board. And then I said being a piece of bread and you're like, what? I just
0: thought that you, you were like a Californian and
1: you had a problem with your A's. Californians. Like he bread?
0: <laughs> That's what I thought you did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got Jessica Chastain being a redhead. Yeah. Sean Penn's in the movie for reasons that we don't know. And uh, well, actually, I do know the reason. It's because Terrence Malick cuts everything out of the movie. All right. Like everybody hear about the Thin Red Line had so many amazing actors that just got straight up cut out of it. Yeah,
0: but that makes me respect him. You don't like that about Malik?
1: No, I love it. You never know what he's thinking or doing. Right. He's probably thinking about God and uh, how the light looks on the floor.
0: This brings something up, and like we don't have to
1: try to be funny here. I just want to have like a
0: conversation about create creative processes and shit. Like, is one t- you were here last week, and we were talking about. Uh, like freestyling but not comedically but just the mm-hmm. idea of of if you freestyle they've done like uh, cat scans on this like MIT published a whole paper about it if you keep going the only enemy is stopping if you keep going if you keep going if you keep going eventually you enter this state of flow they they say like where you're you're not if the reptilian part of your brain comes alive and you're right. able to,
1: to back to when, when we were all freestyling <laughs> 24-7 <laughs> Just a bunch of lizards crawling out on the dirt. Six just...
0: people freestyle battles, bro. It's <laughs> fucking fire, man. It's a lot of like Sumerian disses. It's crazy, man. Oh, man.
1: Jesus, Fixture so and Lizards just fucking rapping now. That's the best goddamn thing ever. Well,
0: I yeah, like yeah. tuna.
1: I'll see you sooner, not later. Alligator don't exist. I'm a lizard. <laughs> this is my wish
0: that was your freestyle i would have given you a beat man i actually all right so new feature of the show once a week when we're together we'll put on a beat and we'll do a lizard freestyle battle okay between the that two sounds,
1: that sounds great i cannot I'm, wait I'm, all about is, it. I'm not
0: even kidding market what is this episode 34 technically
1: yeah i mean i think i have the potential to be a legendary rapper and mc i just haven't really like harnessed you know that power yet you know yeah, I, need I, agree. To, I need to work on it and well, uh this, this is, is my opportunity. Exactly what
0: I'm talking about, which is yeah. the idea of you got to reach flow, man. So, this is, brings yeah. me to my point about um, those really, really special kind of creatives. Because we talked about David Lynch before. I'm not going to deep, deep dive on that because we talked about him a lot. But the idea of he's a big TM guy, he will not have a script written. He'll just go into a fucking tent and come back. He's mm-hmm. like, here's the scene. You know what I mean? And everything's yeah. already in his head. And again, I told you, I was watching that one video where he's directing shit. He's just got like ketchup bottles and, and people are just mm-hmm. all around him, like trying to understand what he sees. Which is, right. like, look, you see the final product and you're like, I guess that works as a method. I can't talk shit about it. Right. But then you go to someone like Malik, who Malik, I mean, obviously he doesn't understand the film that he wants to make while he's making it. Otherwise, he wouldn't right. have written so many other fucking parts. It's not like some evil genius who knows what's up. He's constantly evolving. And I just wonder what that has to be like to find the film.
1: I'm, shooting the film i can only imagine it's frustrating for everybody but him because i think he's just like a, a cat with the laser pointer but the laser pointer is any beautiful image that he sees on the day right. and he's like oh this important dramatic sh- scene that's the crux of the entire story forget that i gotta film this bird like playing in some water for like 10 full hours
0: and you think that just gets really grating on all the actors i mean because yes. has anyone come out and been really shitty about it
1: I think a few people have. Um, like, I think George Clooney, like, just he wasn't shitty about it, but he, like, got straight up cut out of most of Thin Red Line. Um, I think Adrian Brody was going to have, like, a way bigger role or something like that. Mm. I forget even what happens in that movie. I know Woody Harrelson right. jumps say. on a grenade.
0: I have not remember. I, I don't remember that movie at all. I remember seeing it.
1: Yeah. Is it it's a hallucinatory life? experience because there's nothing to really latch on to, there's no real plot. Right,
0: which is like say what you want about Tree of Life, and the Jalians must know this. There is at least a a, a very loose like this is right. happening this time, and so on and so forth. That like, you can at least follow the story.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a all out battle between nature and grace. Yeah, I mean, so did we
0: settle on this? Not not Jurassic Park. <laughs> or uh, we
1: than? going with Tree of Life? Uh, no, Wait. that's
0: that's my pick. I'm just saying if like you know you have something that you like more.
1: How about Titanic? You know, just teaches them story structure uh you got kate winslet um no introduces him to america's sweetheart leo no Uh,
0: (laughs) well well, you do gotta introduce (laughs)
1: billy billy zane in a wig running around what's not to love it's got everything it's got action it's got romance it's got comedy in the form of you know rich stereotypes and poor stereotypes (laughs) um it's got a very limited understanding of human behavior it's right. got it all, buddy. It's all it's surface level. It's got the level. most
0: racist caricature of an Italian I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> like, like
1: that guy. I at the Statue of Liberty very small, of course. Terrible. <laughs> we all just let. I'm just a young. little pepperoni boy.
0: <laughs> Seriously, he was one like weird chef's hat <laughs> and like a handlebar mustache away. <laughs> he was completely fucking that movie up for me.
1: I'm gonna cut at the rope and save it the people. <laughs> Mamma mia.
0: You're Italian. No part of you is mad about this. You're just like, I, look, I'm at best, I'm like third generation godfather Italian. Okay. Yeah, I
1: don't feel like I have the right to be outraged by stereotypes that are like comprise a quarter of my genetic makeup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, man. You know, you gotta be proud of all your parts
1: individually. You've known me for a while. Do you think I fall for a lot of things? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Tell no, me, please.
0: No, no, no. no I guess okay, not. Okay. Well, do you
1: stand by that statement then? Uh,
0: I stand by the fact that you, what I'm saying is you don't have a dog in any fight, so you feel like you have no point or no recourse to say anything. What I'm telling you is you should have a dog in every fight. I
1: right? mean, I'm just sitting on the bleachers and I'm going, "Ah, that guy sucks," and or "Hey, that guy's right."
0: You know, we talked about this once. We talked about like the weird thing about being white and being colored uh, or person of color or whatever. And the idea of it is that you said, and I found this really interesting, which is Mm. like, you're like, I feel like I'm robbed of not having a cultural thing that I can lean back on like thousands of years of traditions or blah, 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 all that shit. Right. To which I was just like, yeah, but you get everything else, you know? And I didn't mean that in a shitty way, like to be whatever to you. It's just like the one common thing for every disenfranchised person is that we have our culture to kind of lean back on when times are fucked up and institutions are rough you know yeah I
1: mean that's what I went on to say immediately after was that like I can't be too mad about it because I have all of like you know western European culture to lean back on because that's pretty much informed like this country and the world and like culture in general I just don't have a specific one I have a homogenous one right but I can't be too mad about it because like I'm a white guy and white culture is pretty much dominated the landscape for a hot minute maybe two even you know you might be entering minute two right (laughs) the second minute (laughs) second verse it gets worse
0: i mean listen dude i like that even in fantasy shows like i just restarted watching game of Thrones. i'm doing so stupid plug really quickly i'm doing a show on double toasted and i'm doing and anyway bad plug but the point is i'm doing (laughs) all
1: of this it was mainly bad because you bailed out of it midway
0: Don't get it from context, please. All right? like, I'm doing a Game of Thrones recap on the other network that I'm on and I have to watch yeah. all of it to do it. There you go. Right. So the point is, um, I restarted watching that. And again, it's like even in a fictional world, it's just, a, you know, like they adhere to that. It's not like there's a bunch of like black rulers and shit. You know what I mean? It's right. like all. The old even cult. then,
1: it's all a bunch of whiteies. Right. Just whiten it up.
0: I'm not hating on that. That's at least historically accurate. You know, I'm like, hating on it. I think it's bullshit. For- He's off the bleachers, ladies and gentlemen. A new challenger has arrived.
1: I say we boycott Game of Thrones in the final season. I've supported it up until now for reasons, but now I'm taking a stand. Yeah,
0: no, how brave! How brave of you! Been? I'm Everyone. going
1: to start a Kickstarter to re-release all of Game of Thrones, starring nothing but people of color. I'm going to do a Hamilton version of Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: That would be actually kind of fucking lit, man. But you play like everyone's still blonde. Like the Lannisters are still blonde <laughs> as fuck. You know what I mean? You just have like Michael Che playing Lannisters, right? Just stuff. like
1: Sterling K. Brown playing right, Tyrion oh somehow.
0: Who's who's who played Johnny Cochran in that? He's fucking incredible.
1: <laughs> that that one guy.
0: I we always forget his name, and that's no, that's his name. That one guy. That's not as that would be amazing. <laughs> He's like I legally changed. Hi,
1: him. I'm that one guy, <laughs> and you're watching. <laughs>
0: Hold on, Johnny Cochran, uh, Sterling K. Brown was, was the other guy, and uh, mm-hmm. oh my god. That other why one this, guy. Why is this going to bother
1: me? It's not Cuba Gooding Jr., I know that. <laughs> no, it's
0: not Cuba Gooding Jr. He was in Fences, man, with uh. With, with, uh Denzel Washington. No, god damn you, the original Fences. <laughs> why are you doing this to me, man?
1: I don't know. Damn it. I don't know why I do anything. I mean, we have the power of the internet to look this up immediately.
0: Um, I will do that immediately. I'm going to do it right now. Stop this whole podcast
1: to remember this guy's name.
0: Will not. Uh, Courtney B. Vance. God damn it. We're bad people. Oh yeah.
1: Courtney B. Vance. (laughs) He's, I almost said Lance
0: because I was thinking of, uh, the
1: guy from the wire, but man named Courtney. What? What? Okay. It's a lost Johnny Cash song. Boy named Sue, man (laughs) named Courtney. (laughs)
0: Not a lot of people
1: know about it. It's pretty good.
0: I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know. Anyway, hold on. Can I go back to Game of Thrones for a second, though, because I was rewatching and I did want to talk shit about one part, which is yeah. the show opens mm. and you see some of these fucking you know Night's Watch motherfuckers riding yeah. out beyond the wall. Yeah. Then they see a White Walker, but that White Walker's like, like, like a hundred, two hundred feet away from the from wall. the
1: wall. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: In the beginning of the story.
1: So yeah. I
0: don't really understand how, like, we then have to go to the fringes of fucking Hard Home and shit, and that's where we meet them. Because, I mean, sure, there could be, like, a straggler fucking, you know, uh, White Walker and shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well,
1: because because they fuck around Craster's Keep. Right. Hard Home is just an, a part of the wall. It's just the end by where the water is, right?
0: No, that's East Watch. East,
1: East End. East Watch by the sea, but I thought Hard Home was the other part, but I could be wrong. Hard Home. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think the walkers are just all over the place, and but they con they kind of congregate in like the deep reaches of the north.
0: Okay, that at least makes sense because the way they make it seem is that like not that it's a is well, like
1: it's the slowest moving ice army of all time, right? Yeah.
0: Well, also, well, it, it's just the idea that they've given off the perception that they're like high brained, sort of.
1: You know, like yeah, did they know they were going to get a dragon? How are they going to get over the wall? I mean, I'm
0: sure George Martin knew that they were going to get a dragon. Whether they knew it or not, it's different,
1: you know. Right, but like they all march on the wall. What were they going to do? Just stand there and just wait for it to melt? Climb it?
0: Human ladder? like you all right so we all get up and then one person climbs and then that person it's like you ever play monkeys in a barrel dude that's what it is they would have to do, do that what do i look
1: like so not, someone who didn't have a normal childhood where i didn't play monkeys in a barrel and string a bunch of monkeys plastic I, monkeys are no, together with confess their, confess their arms linked to together and make makes let a long get, string I of monkeys
0: barrel i never played that i never did it oh i my just God. know what it is
1: fucking loser i
0: know thank you for bringing <laughs> this up you fucking piece of shit i'm so angry at you man i just want to talk game of thrones and you maybe maybe
1: just don't don't bring up your childhood insecurities and then expect me not to like probe deeper here
0: i didn't bring it up i asked if you had played it (laughs) you said if you didn't play it you
1: brought them (laughs) to the table you brought the monkeys in a barrel to the table you slammed it down as if to announce your arrival and you said now don't say anything about it and it's like, how can I not?
0: Look, at best, I gently placed it. I gently placed it, and I, like, made sure it was cool before. It was a little
1: bit aggressive, Christian. I'm going to be all real right, honest. No.
0: Fuck your goddamn frailty, Max. I'm not into it. I'm not into your fragility today. My, my, just, my fragility? Yeah, you're fucking. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I was going to go places. <laughs> I just got to stop that immediately. But my larger point is this, all right? You're saying white walkers are just they're, – they're, they're all out there. They, could, they can all be hanging out in one place, but, you know, it's not like that. there are, like, loose roving bands. Because that was my question. Or is this guy, like, the one white walker who's just, like, chilling near the wall? You know, is he, is he lazy? Is he the dude of white walkers, you know? He might be.
1: He, he might be? He might be. But you know what, like, the, the, the uh, Night's Watch guys come upon all those wildlings that are, like, laid out in a weird circle okay. pattern. Brand. so he was putting the work in I, you know he, he might have been like a lone a lone wolf maybe that was his art project maybe right. he's more like the you know uh the the michelangelo of the white walkers you know i would
0: that first of all if that was an analog because game of thrones is a bunch of analogs to real history right like it's mm-hmm. mostly based on the war of the roses and shit like that but but what if what if michelangelo was a real analog and he was just going around like decapitating people like doing fucking projects right
1: like oh. or he was like uh, the pablo picasso of the white walkers he introduced cubism into the mix and they were like oh my god but he <laughs> this did guy's so blowing my goddamn mind it's a two-dimensional image off. with three-dimensional properties <laughs> but he did so by
0: inciting violence man
1: by killing people and
0: uh he did, well, that's the price for good art. i, I mean.
1: mean their art is very violent and you know because they don't all they have is ice so they, they gotta like use something else so they use blood and guts and viscera right
0: that's how you get your colors your red
1: ice art sucks dark all right reds. i said it anytime i'm at a wedding or a social function where there's an ice sculpture i go no you've never get that, that thing night. out of here
0: you never like a i don't
1: like i don't like the impermanence of that <laughs> oh it'll be gone in a day isn't that beautiful no uh, I understand life and death. I don't need this reminder.
0: Oh man! All right. So you go to joyous celebrations and you go to the dark crevices of the human psyche. You know what
1: I see? You know what I do when I see a fucking ice one? I knock off that bill into my drink. Pour some champagne over it. Got ice champagne. I
0: thought you were gonna just be an. And I'm asshole. like, at
1: least, at least you're serving a fucking purpose. <laughs> Look it right in the eyes.
0: It's cold, lifeless, fucking ice <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking it's better than me judging the rest of us. Go fuck yourself. Uh, i would
1: i would just sit there with a lighter just like
0: you know mm-hmm. accelerating
1: the process that's a rookie mistake <laughs> you're gonna run out of lighter fluid before you touch that whole thing i've tried
0: <laughs> when i was little in my house in dc we had we had one of those old times like you ever watch i know you've watched it uh home alone 2 where that that weird like that big flame thing that that gets joe pesci's head on fire and he has to like do a headstand into the toilet to put it out
1: That happens in Home Alone 2 because that happens in Home Alone 1. He just doesn't put his head in a toilet. He puts his head in snow. They just do the same gag again. Dude, Home Alone 2
0: is a fucking...
1: It's a mess. It's a whole other Uh, ball of wax. Donald Trump's in it.
0: Holy shit, man. Like, if watching that movie today really blows your fucking mind because they didn't... Honestly, the, the closest comparison is Hangover 1 to Hangover 2. Where, mm. like, literally, if you wanted to do, like... You remember when we were kids, they would have the overhead projectors and they would have, like, the, the transparent fucking slides that your teacher would write on? If you wanted to do one of those and just put, like, this is what happens at this beat to this beat to this beat and you would, like, overlap the two, it would be perfectly fucking sync. Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 are the same fucking movie, save for... Uh, instead of the old guy it's a pigeon woman and uh, <laughs> like, that's literally her name in the script don't give me shit pigeon lady but yeah, it, it's, it's like holy shit how did that even get made man
1: well my, my main beef with it is just that like the first one it, it's a fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me type thing but like with the parents like in terms of like child care like it's already negligent in the first one that they leave their son at home alone Right. Right. But and take so long to realize they've left him alone. But in the second one, they do it again mm-hmm. with the same child. And only like a,
0: a year removed from the previous incident, right. by the way. This isn't
1: like several years where they've gotten complacent about it, you know, and he's in his shitty teenage phase, and they're like, fuck that kid, whatever. I'm not paying attention to him. Right. Um, but no, man, like a year later, poor Kevin McAllister alone in the big apple what do you
0: again why weren't these fucking parents locked up after the first incident let alone the second time because losing like leaving him home alone okay you left him alone that's fucked up but it's your home it's okay he's familiar right. with the place yeah New the New
1: old York. shovel boy with the beard was watching him New York why didn't why didn't they call any of the neighbor? like that guy's their neighbor why didn't they call him okay like, hey, check on the kid too scary they're like i hear that guy like kills people They think that about all their neighbors.
0: (laughs) They're in a cul de sac of murderers. (laughs) Can't can't trust them. Hey, if they know Kevin's alone,
1: they'll kill Kevin. It's a lion's den. (laughs) Kids dead, honey. Nothing we can do. We shouldn't even sell the house. We're just going to leave that fucker, man. (laughs) I don't let that mortgage go
0: into default. We can never go home.
1: Just brick it up, burn it. I don't know.
0: I don't know. That's what I'm saying, dude. But like New York in the 90s, man. Gremlins, New York. All right. Scorsese.
1: I don't know why that was the first. One. Scorsese's New York, the 90s. Classic Scorsese's New York.
0: Well, I was just saying in general, like Gremlins at least is the like accurate representation of early 90s New York, which was like, uh, not pretty, you know?
1: Right. Where we were anyway. still coming off of the cocaine 80s and the market crash, but nobody right. learned their lessons. So they did more cocaine.
0: Yeah. The good days, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But the larger point is like, uh, your parents leave you alone. That's fine. New York's a different thing. Like you can get anything bad. They even make a joke yeah. about it. Where the, New
1: York the is podcast. scary as an adult sometimes, man. Is it? I have not it been scared
0: living there so be. far.
1: It can be. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I'm just saying. I maybe because I don't. I have good social situations, and I'm not like I'm not going to be outside at four o'clock in the morning in a oh.
1: bad part of town. Like yeah, I've done that. That's what's this the scary part.
0: Oh, you walked by the Marcy Projects in bed right? Yeah, that
1: was like, in broad daylight, though. I just oh. got heckled a few times. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was endearing. They said I was a rich boy, and I was like, I can't afford to live here, and you can. I Did didn't say that out loud. A- oh, no.
0: yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to engage them into, like, a debate. On I was, I was just there. like,
1: ha, all right, Bye. <laughs>
0: um yeah i don't know man that movie just really fucked with me and also just the fact that like john hughes got paid
1: for that i think it's sad that john hughes <laughs> wrote yeah i'm gonna let that not that he of... made it or had something that he got paid for it
0: have you have you like really thought about john hughes's career at length for any amount of time because it's so fucking weird and like so to give him credit you know, like Ferris Bueller's awesome and Breakfast Club is the Breakfast Club and people seem to love it.
1: I and don't really know why,
0: but I do at the same time. I'm with you. I don't love it. I like Ferris Bueller way more, but yeah. I understand that people like, like the Breakfast Club. Like 16 time. Candles, Home Alone 1. He write Pretty in Pink? I know he didn't direct it, but I think I he I think did. so. He had, had something to do with it. My point is this: she's uh, she's having a baby. I actually really love for some reason. No one else seems to like it, but that's okay. He did some good movies, and then Home Alone came out, and then like it's interesting because even his uh like, what's the word of it? status and um, respect in the industry took a hit after he did for Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yeah, wasn't that
1: like a beloved sensation and like a box office smash, it was and was a like box a office hit, genuine, was genuine like fucking hit. I mean, it was,
0: yeah, it was definitely a hit. It was not beloved. And the sequel is also not loved. You know what I mean? I would love if the Well, you're going to prove to me, they have like 89%. I'm, rotten looking, tomatoes. I'm
1: looking, I'm looking at that Cause I feel like it was pretty well received, but I could be wrong. Maybe a, yeah. okay. 65%. Yeah. Home, Home Alone, that- uneven, but frequently funny premise. Way to not even spell that right. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> they didn't even bother. Home alone's uneven would be the correct way, but frequently funny premise stretched unreasonably thin is buoyed by Macaulay Culkin's cute performance and strong supporting stars.
0: Right. I like that that movie survived (laughs) purely on Macaulay Culkin (laughs) charisma.
1: His cute performance and strong supporting stars. I'm sorry. Strong supporting stars, Joe motherfucking Pesci starring alongside the Titan, the legend, Daniel Stern. Right. (laughs)
0: Look, I adore Daniel Stern, but I I feel like your tone is. You all think right. that I put the
1: wrong emphasis on the wrong guy, don't you? As I was saying it, I said, you know what, you gotta commit. Uh, uh, and also, Catherine O'Hara is fucking wonderful. And up to that point, I don't know that she'd been in much other than like Beetlejuice. Christopher Guest films and Beetlejuice. Right.
0: But I'm fine with those. She could have kept her no, whole fucking career just doing those movies and I'd love her more. You know what I mean?
1: And also John Hurd's in it, but who gives a shit?
0: There's just a lot of people in the fucking movie, is my point. But that movie Yeah, John up. Candy. Is John
1: Candy in that movie? John Candy, the Polka King, Gus Polinsky. Wait, what? Do you not remember this whole subplot where no, Catherine I O'Hara do, I hitches do. a I'm ride? Sorry.
0: For some reason, I thought you were mentioning Dan Aykroyd's character in Tommy Boy for a second. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What?" Like my fucking mind was exploding because it's takes yeah. place in Chicago. So for a second, I was right. like, oh "God, like <laughs> one universe." John Hughes is a goddamn marvel unto himself. But here's my point: so he does that movie, mm-hmm. does not, uh, you know, whatever, and then he leaves Hollywood for like a considerable amount of time, and then mm-hmm. I think his final project, man, he's got two projects in the in the two thousands. Yeah, one is Made in Manhattan, which I think he wrote the Jennifer Lopez. Ralph Fiennes, fucking uh rom-com, mm-hmm. okay. And the other one was like, I think Drillbit Taylor, that fucking Owen Wilson. Like, I'm a that kid. Owen bodyguard. Wilson
1: smash it.
0: <laughs> so obviously a precipitous fall because uh, I don't know what happened to that guy, man. But. Well, he
1: was like a in his 30s to middle age when he was writing movies about teenagers, right? And mm-hmm. they were like beloved by teenagers. And it goes back to the whole like teenager thing, like forget like how old you have to be to watch those movies like how old you have to be to write those movies what's the ceiling on that because there should be like a legal limit if you hit age blank you can't write about teenagers ever again
0: well i don't think that that's the case because i mean here's an example who's the guy who did super bad his name is like greg matola matala or something like that do you know what i'm talking about yeah he wrote that one movie that I, I love, man. Like I just uh, Adventure World, I think it is Adventureland.
1: Adventureland. Holy
0: shit, that movie is so wonderful, man. And 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 I've I've heard him talking about it, and he's like this is literally me over a summer, like in between college semesters and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, you can tell, you know? Yeah. So I think if it's a personal thing, you're fine. I don't think you should be show running. Like the, the guy who was doing the OC was like 24 when he was show running it. So I can like, I can understand he's still in that world. Right. But if he was like- He was still in the OC. <laughs> right? But if you're like 60, 61 years old, you're writing about the problems of 16 year olds. I mean, that's where it gets a little suspect. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, it's just like anytime I see like a, a Hollywood film where like a obviously 65 year old middle aged or not middle age old man is writing about like teenagers. And it's like, oh man, I just got an instant message from my friend Sarah the other day and she sent me an emoji. God. Oh, and it's like, oh, have you ever talked to a teenager since you about, were a teenager?
0: It's probably based on a book, but did you see Call Me By Your Name? nah all right John Irving wrote that he was like 90 years old or some shit you know what I mean I that guy. Like, Fuck he's God, writing man. about kids that's okay right but I to speak to your larger point the movies that have really resonated with me lately that have been in that time period ladybird was written by someone who is young enough to actually still have a gateway to that world right uh, eighth grade by Bo Burnham is really fucking awkward but really good <laughs>
1: But all, all the examples you're bringing up are like deeply personal to that filmmaker or like right. an expression of something that they experienced or people around them experienced. But like, I, I'm talking about like dudes like John Hughes. I don't know that he really went through a breakfast club type situation right. or a Ferris Bueller's type situation, but he <laughs> pulled it off. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i
0: just like come on ferris mueller was like one of those like he's a jesus figure because we all strive to be him but we'll, he, we'll
1: always fall short is he literally commandeers an entire parade in downtown <laughs> chicago with no repercussions
0: right the cops don't stop this kid they want to but they're like come on he's infectious look at that charm his own right. dad is dancing in a fucking you know office
1: building <laughs>
0: completely <laughs> knowing that's his
1: son but just being willfully ignorant because he wants to dance in the moment right he just wants to believe his son is homesick but he's like he knows deep down his son has come during that parade who the fuck are we talking
0: that's my problem listen i I, the older i get the more i'm like oh my parents knew every time i did anything and i Mm. thought i was slick to get away with it you're telling me these parents don't know exactly who ferris is i would wager that these parents are assholes on purpose to jennifer gray's character like Mm. like she's she's really the the victim in all of this she she just wants fairness and this piece of shit just keeps
1: getting everything he wants yeah, like when you're a kid and you're watching that, you're like, Jennifer Grey's character is like the worst. Right. Oh, get away. go Go back to Ferris being funny. But it's like when you get older, it's mm-hmm. like, fuck Ferris, that selfish little bastard crashing his friend's dad's car. Right. Like through the fucking window. and his dad's like notoriously you're blaming this
0: on Ferris? Ferris didn't do that man come on guy he
1: convinced his friend to take the car to begin with
0: that's not the same thing as crashing the car (laughs) did he he not crash the car? I thought he did so Cameron is having his big emotional break because the miles I love that I get get to recount the the third act of Ferris Bueller. (laughs) But, yeah, so Cameron is having his big emotional fucking breakthrough where he realizes the miles that they put on will not come off just because they drove backwards. Not sure why they thought that would work. I have never heard the science that, but whatever. Uh, so my point is, like, that happens. He starts kicking the car, kicking the car, and then it falls through the thing. And, like, you know, right. motherfuck the car, by the way, which I'm sure is really expensive. Just the fact that that entire Florida ceiling glass wall needs to be repainted now. Right. Jesus Christ, Cameron.
1: I mean, cameron, Cameron's cameron got a pretty shit life with a pretty shit dad from what the movie tells us. Like, his dad's, like, emotionally abusive, right? Right. He's the one I always felt... Or Ken just absent.
0: Was. Yeah. he. But that's the point about it. I'm not saying that as a bit. I just, like, I think it's really interesting, that movie, because it is so carefree and so blah, 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 blah. But they do have these arc... Like archetype characters, man. Like even Rooney. Mm-hmm. Like Rooney is like just trying to be a responsible. And like, yeah, he wants to stick it to Ferris. Don't get me wrong. It's not
1: all altruistic. But yeah, it's I think my favorite nuts. character in that movie is his secretary. By the way. Oh yeah, she's amazing. She's the best. <laughs> the burnouts, the sluts, they all love him. Well, um, it's like
0: the part where where like Rooney needs to go get a file really quick, so he gives <laughs> her the phone, and she's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> the phone. But that was a reasonable facsimile right. of Rooney's voice.
1: And just that Rooney had his own theme song and it was the <laughs> fucking <laughs> What is that song even called? The, the Day Ch- Bao song. Yeah. Bow. Day Bao Bow. bow. Day bow. bow. Yeah,
0: that one. Ch- Ch- great. It's great. That that movie also the innovator of the, the post credit scene, if you remember correctly, because they give you Rooney right. getting he's on like, the bus. Hey, get get out of the theater or whatever. Dude, seriously. John Hughes Marvel, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm thinking now. It's so obvious, like where the majority of inspiration
1: came from. Yeah, to the one man who's first. responsible for the MCU, the unsung hero. <laughs> I
0: his just family love... should
1: be demanding royalties as well. We seriously, speak. Im-
0: imagine a world where instead of Stan Lee showing up at all of these things, like it was just John Hughes fucking in the clouds. You know the likeness of his face. I don't know. that's just amazing to me, man. Oh Christ! Oh, but wait. My point was like so. There's archetypes. So like Rooney is just trying to be like a. Decent person, you know, like trying to be well, no, no, like in as much that he's trying to like hold kids responsible, trying to make sure that like no one's just getting passing by, blah, 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 blah. So that, right. like, I understand that he's trying to hold people accountable is the easier way to
1: he's that. literally Captain Ahab, dude. <laughs> What are he we talking is. about?
0: He so is. No, I mean.
1: It, it might have started from a good place of like accountability and personal responsibility or whatever. Right. But like Ferris is his white whale and try as he might, his obsession will and does consume him.
0: <laughs> well, it's not like anything bad. I mean, he gets attacked by a dog. I mean,
1: <laughs> really, Ferris Bueller's Day Off might be the best ever adaptation of Moby Dick. Because we get to hang out with Moby Dick too. And he's great. <laughs>
0: It makes you really feel for that
1: fucking whale, man. <laughs> You're just like, all right. <laughs> that whale is just carefree and living his life.
0: If that whale, seriously, we need to rewrite Moby Dick from the whale's perspective, but make it like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know what I mean? Whatever the equivalent is, whatever like under ocean uh, parade that can, can be commandeered, it mm-hmm. should be commandeered by this, by this sperm whale. Or he's a white whale, white whale, my bad. Um, sperm whale. Are they the same thing?
1: It might be. It's definitely a sperm whale who is white. He's a great white sperm whale. Oh, there it is. Why do they call them sperm whales?
0: I don't know, man. I don't want, I don't want to attack the low-hanging fruit about it. But
1: like, I, have a I just feel like it's one of those things we don't talk about because it is low-hanging fruit, but it needs to be addressed. Some <laughs> yeah, like, finally, someone must. <laughs> Right, uh,
0: but no. Okay, so like but that goes my point. So say what you want about his like Captain this, At least he's like about accountability. Maybe he goes mad. But Cameron is really interesting to me because Cameron is the anti. Like if, you could almost do Fight Club uh, with Ferris Bueller and with Cameron <laughs> as as Jack and Tyler Durden respectively. Yeah.
1: And because- there is that working theory that like Ferris is just a uh, psychological uh, manifestation of Cameron's that he's everything that Cameron wants to be.
0: Right. Camp. But what about Sloan? Who, who does she play in this, this hallucination?
1: Uh, she's also hallucinating his dream girl that he can't get or something.
0: Oh, man. So the whole fucking movie is him just being by himself. He doesn't even get like. Yeah, uh,
1: he goes like- to an art museum in Chicago, steals his dad's car, um, watches a parade from afar and imagines crashing it and then actually crashes his dad's car
0: okay i love that fucking movie man that's the <laughs> point i like i identify with cameron way too much there's that scene where he's in the he's looking at that great art and all he can focus on is how these these like you know the, this beautiful art the closer you get to it there's no detail they're blank slates and all that shit right. he's really emotional about it by the way the that's when john hughes as a writer really comes to alive because for right. me it's like yeah you can do all the other shit but give me something of substance to hang on to, you know? Because Abe Roman, the sausage king of Chicago, as great as he is, is not, like, the emotional entry point for me and Paris Bueller, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it just, well, it makes you kind of mad, too, because, like, John Hughes could be doing better than he did. Right. It's like that scene proves it. Because, like, Breakfast Club, that's kind of my main beef with it. It's just that last speech. A lot of people are like, man, such a great script. You remember that part when they're like, you know, whether you're a jock, or a nerd and They cut to that one cut to that one yeah or the popular girl yeah. or the yeah and then judd asher nelson
0: uh, fist
1: bump to the sky it.
0: yeah i'm not a big fan I, I i like the one scene where they're all arguing and he's just like talks about the christmas gift that his dad got him and it was the cigarettes
1: and like, that's pretty cool but <laughs> that but, scene is made retroactively better by abed on community like doing the oh whole thing Oh my
0: god, that's totally where i've heard that recently yeah <laughs> Oh shit! All right, never mind. I don't even like the scene. Smoke I like up, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but my point is, this Ferris Bueller's great, and then just made in Manhattan. The fuck? Like, I mean, have you happened?
1: seen it? It might be great.
0: I, well, the, well, okay, but this is where it gets tricky because I don't think he wrote wrote them. He wrote versions of the scripts that were then hanging around, that then people kind of uh, put their spin on. And because John Hughes is John Hughes, you got to keep his name on it. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Man, poor John Hughes dying in two thousand nine at age fifty-nine. He's a young man. He's a young man. He'd still be about teenagers, maybe.
0: That's the problem. Oh, yeah,
1: he did Weird Science also. I forgot oh, about that yo, strange that's film. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That one's great. A holiday classic, honestly.
0: It, that one has a really
1: fears. real moment. Um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It resonates the older I get. It right. includes like maybe my favorite insult in a film and it's just basically when steve martin uh calls john candy uh fucking boring he just says you're not interesting i don't like you i don't like anything you have to say you have nothing to offer me or the world and like you just look at john candy's face and he's just completely crushed for the first time in the movie and then he like fucking gathers up his strength again and he's back to being a goofy bastard but it's like such a real hard-hitting moment in like a comedy i love it
0: Okay, and here's my beef with that fucking Robert Downey Jr. movie because it literally is playing trains and automobiles. Oh, Due Date?
1: Yeah, Yeah, the Todd Phillips Due Date film. What
0: the fuck's going on with this world, man? Because that's almost as egregious as Home Alone 2 existing to begin with. It's just (laughs) someone, like, they could have just remade the movie. That would have been fine, but they didn't remake the movie.
1: John Hughes also made Baby's Day out. (laughs) I forgot about
0: that. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of that killed his credibility. You're like, listen, I know that baby's having a blast, but what about us? Like, no.
1: Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since you've returned to that film, that gem. A long time. <laughs> uh, it's worse Mid-90, than you remember. At best. It's worse than you remember. I mean, no. the main character is a baby.
0: Right. There's a bunch of crotch jokes. Like, uh, one of the bad guys gets hit in the crotch a he lot. He gets hit in the
1: crotch. His crotch catches on fire, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there's a part where his crotch is on fire underneath the blanket because the baby is like underneath the blanket and it's lighting his crotch on fire and he's having to talk to a cop. Right. And act like his crotch isn't on fire, and that's the the comedy. That's where the comedy and the drama. Yeah, yeah, I'm comes laughing. At.
0: I'm laughing, but only because, like, in what fucking world for a second, yeah, are you gonna we're be able to, like ignore the f- burning flesh to to, to, yeah. to keep your shit cool in front of a cop. Come on.
1: And man. in and in what other world are we gonna ever see Joe Mantegna, um be like, "No officer, it's fine," and then just like Ugh, that poor guy. because his crotch is on fire. Right. That's the that's the crux. because he's getting third degree burns.
0: How did the baby light his crotch on fire?
1: He had a lighter.
0: He had mastered the lighting? The lighting. Apparatus. Yeah, he was like,
1: oh, he's just playing with it because he's a little baby. He didn't understand. But I think he does. That's the fucking thing. That's a horror movie about a fucking baby that's like trying to kill criminals.
0: Yeah, I haven't returned to that. I think a lot of 90s movies are really weird, though. I mean, because there's not a bunch that have endured. And even the ones that I really love are- Seriously, there are Well, I mean, I, well, what I'm saying is like, so when I was really young- this is this is gonna date us. Uh, the Columbia movie company, like the 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 picture, you know, the, the, there was a service back in the day that you could order to have VHS sent to you. Mm-hmm. Like, which is crazy to think about now. Like the first reason.
1: one you ordered was like just one cent it's inside the region.
0: Absolutely. So that's what happened. And my mom did this, and we just started getting a lot of VHSs at one point. And like I don't know, like I like Dwayne's World. That one was pretty great. I watched that over and over again. And like I watched E.T. and Aladdin and all that shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I don't know, Kindergarten Cop, like that movie hasn't aged well either. You know what I
1: mean? I mean, I know a lot of people love it, but like even Independence Day has that aged well. It's not a good movie. It's a I've, Roland Emmerich movie.
0: Never liked that movie. Can I be honest? And that's not ah, me being a pretentious do. guy. I don't under. I've never understood why people liked it because I think I was too young to watch it in theaters and remember it right first time and then by the time it came out it, and i watched it as like 11 or 12 i was just i don't
1: care Well, see i i loved that movie growing up had it on vhs wore that shit out like right alongside jurassic park because i didn't know any better mm-hmm. um and then coming back to it later it's just like ah, oh, this is just a lazy fucking script
0: but that's what's really interesting about that because as a kid you're watching jurassic park another movie i watched over and over again like the i had three movies i watched aladdin jurassic park and et Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and those are movies that you can like as kids they play to kids and then you get older and like jurassic park dude that's the one honestly like i don't want to i know spielberg's all pissing us off this week but like anytime i get mad at at spielberg i just go back to jurassic park and i'm like but he made this okay like can we all fuck off for a little bit like you can be a grumpy old man because it's like that movie is perfect as a kid all the mm-hmm. beats you laugh as a kid and then you get older and you're like not only is it perfect as a kid still works for adults it's a perfect script the animatronics yeah. have not aged at all No, it's
1: it's wonderful i did want to say just going back to the spielberg thing really quickly it's one point that somebody else brought up where i was sure. like holy shit like that just puts the nail in his fucking argument coffin right what? there Duel? um no it was okay. uh, somebody said like the academy voters like by and large, in huge numbers, get screeners. They don't see these films in theaters. So, like excluding Netflix on the basis that it's like a different kind of medium doesn't make any sense. They're still watching this shit at home. Now, you you nailed it.
0: I mean, that's something that if anyone would have not got hyper emotional at the headline and just thought right. rationally for two seconds, we could have thrown that at Spielberg's face immediately. Right? Okay, sir, you have no leg and- to stand on.
1: And I can't take credit for that argument. I read that in a comment section. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, seriously. Right. That's like all that needs to be said.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's having a grandpa moment, man. And that's okay because he generally doesn't have grandpa moments, you know? I mean,
1: I, I would argue Running Player One was kind of a fool on grandpa moment. Sure, but the,
0: the, that was the, he wasn't opening his mouth, casting aspersions at right. like
1: other people's work was my he problem. Was, he was taking the opportunity to say something interesting about our culture and saying nothing. And right. now he's saying something about our culture and it's just wrong.
0: Well, look, man, like it, people go crazy all the time. I'm not saying that's yeah. what's happening here, but what I'm saying is like that dude has been Steven fucking Spielberg since like 75. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He's He's had a good run. He's always (laughs) gonna
1: have that in his back pocket. So, like, if he continues to just make like terrible, like poorly researched statements for the rest of his life, like he's still gonna be Steven Spielberg.
0: Well, it's been really interesting to see the disrespect that's come out of this. A lot of people are like, Shut your ass up, you haven't made a good movie. And I'm like, All right, well, that's not true. Well, people were saying, like, you haven't made a good movie since Minority Report. And I'm like, Well, Munich was good. Lincoln. Lincoln was good, exactly. Those are the two I said. I like because it's uh, Sammy's co-host on the show. He was saying something, and I'm like, the shade being thrown at mm-hmm. Munich and Lincoln here is right. so goddamn depressing. And he's like, those aren't well-made movies. And I'm like, what? Because there's that scene. Hold on, because Lincoln really is wonderful. But there's that scene in Munich where they're like waiting for the phone call to happen. You know, and they're all in the car, and it just like keeps cutting to everyone else's perspective as it's happening. And I'm like, no, that might be like the best thing he's directed like ever. Like as a yeah. sequence, it's incredible. And I don't know why people are throwing so much shade at him. I get it. Like, I understand that he's unpopular right now because he has a bad take on something, but like you're seeing the, the, the people who don't know shit about film history kind of reveal themselves because they're coming after him super hard. They're calling him a bad director. He's many things, but he ain't that, you know, right.
1: He just hasn't made like a successful Spielberg level blockbuster hit since like minority report. And even then that was like a middling performer for him um but But like what a fucking movie man (laughs) oh yeah minority reports wonderful catch me if you can is also one that gets forgotten and left out of the conversation i think it's in his top five you know why
0: catch me if you can is one of those and please don't just get mad when i compare it to these movies because it's Mm -hmm. certainly better than all of these but it is very much a the post the terminal the like the the movie he throws in the middle minor a minor spielberg Yeah, yeah, he's got some time to do like it.
1: One of those like sometimes accidental masterpieces he just tosses off in between big productions. Um, well, "Catch Me If You Can" is like an accidental masterpiece. It is a no, perfect great.
0: fucking movie, uh, down Wonderful. to casting and every every little detail. Also, gave us Amy <laughs> Adams, I think. Yeah.
1: So um,
0: that's a great one. But yeah, the terminal is just a mess. <laughs>
1: like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: What's her face is amazing in the post, uh, the Meryl Streep, but the the movie
1: itself is not great. You know. I watched 30 minutes of it, and I was just like, I can't do this right now. Because yeah. it was, like, right after the news about Spielberg dropped, and I was like, I'll watch your latest movie so I can have an informed opinion about it. But I was just too mad. I was like, it's fuck like Meryl, Mardisly- Marl- <laughs> fuck Tom Hanks, fuck Spielberg, fuck <laughs> exactly. them uh, opening up with a CCR song in Vietnam, yeah. like, oh, low-hanging yeah. fruit there. Jesus yeah, a little, a little too
0: on the nose. Yeah. Like,
1: from minute one, I was like, fuck this movie. Right. But I, I should probably come back to it.
0: Well, I mean, again, it's not a perfect movie. She is giving a towering performance. But what I was going to say largely is like, it's not even about her. It's whether you can handle Spielberg and Hanks together. Because I don't like that pairing. I don't give a fuck. People love Saving Private Ryan. And I'm like, it's uh, good, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I've never thought it was some masterpiece like other people say it is. You know what I mean? And that's the least offensive collaboration between those two. Like, that's where sort I'm of like, oh, it's fine. Okay, fine. Like, the terminal is just really fucking bad to the point where you're like, this is insulting to you, Tom Hanks, as a performer, and to you, the Spielberg, mm-hmm. as a director. I don't know what happened here.
1: I'm going to give you a, a real hot take. I don't like Meryl Streep that much.
0: Yeah, but I've said the
1: same thing. Okay.
0: But I, well one i'm on team glenn close believe it or not <laughs> I like i like her more than meryl streep and they're compared all the time i don't know why i guess there was a I point mean, in the 90s they're
1: roughly they're the same si- similar age
0: yeah, yeah both but they don't like- necessarily look the same and apparently in the 90s they got mistaken for each other all the time which is really, really? interesting yeah they both said that but yeah, they're she's both fine.
1: blonde women
0: i mean and they have weird noses i guess you know i don't know but and they own that shit that's what makes glenn close like so cool to me is like by any measure of attractiveness she's never had it but that's yeah never just through
1: sheer force of will like she's still it's fucking yeah. great
0: man yeah. she's like you know like if she looked like jennifer lawrence or something and she had that attitude still she'd take over the fucking world right Instead, i mean I, I think it. that
1: that's like what that looks like is fucking helen mirren because good god <laughs>
0: what has she done with her fucking career? She won one Oscar. She doesn't have no. to do
1: anything. She hosts documentary now. That's how fucking thinking, like, like above it all you know she
0: how, is. How amazing that is to me because it's like, she's an Oscar winner. She doesn't yeah. need the money and this certainly doesn't boost her status. Like she right. just not to like doing this, which makes her so fucking cool to me.
1: Yeah. She, oh. she, she's got like, fuck you money. She's not Michael Caine making bad investments at the racetrack. She doesn't give a shit. She's doing the shit for fun. Is
0: Michael Caine like a fucking
1: uh, hound. We 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 talked we talked about that on one of the podcasts. I don't oh, know if you yeah, just like forgotten. why does Michael Caine keep making movies that are bad?
0: Okay. All right. So this is a where's my burrito invention where every, yeah. everything
1: he okay
0: he's so so at least the real answer is that Michael Caine likes to work. Okay. We have to give him a bad motive because he can't like to work that much
1: if it means horrible I, fucking movies. Well, I think I was just asking why is he in Interstellar? He doesn't do. Anything
0: he says that one Dylan Thomas poem like eight times, like, holy shit, remember when you told me you watched Mother, and you were like, all you could hear was aronofsky being like, "You get it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. in a Brooklyn accent. that's all the, the the fifth time that you hear we will not go quietly into that good night. I'm so right. oh, fucking God, man, yeah <laughs> I've never straight up hated uh, Chris Nolan, but that got close, man that movie
1: really wore me down. <laughs> It just kind of felt like I had been like beaten into submission, right? And like Dunkirk made me feel the same way, but in a good way, right? Because like when in Dunkirk, that score, that ticking clock sound score, doesn't stop until the very end, and you don't even realize it's there until it stops, right? And then it ends, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah. How did he win for that? He should have won. I don't know what won that year. I mean, was that it's last like, 2017? Year? Yeah. That was a big year for movies.
0: No, no, but what won for best score because that's a great score. I don't know, but I'll look it up. The Oscars don't matter that much. Um, especially not now. God damn it. So mad about that shit.
1: Oh, Green Book?
0: Yeah, I mean whatever. People now it's getting trendy. People are coming back around on it because it's gotten so much hate. And it's not that it's not like I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine it's just like a fucking safe goddamn movie it makes me so upset like has
1: nothing to say god damn it well i mean i haven't seen it maybe it's great
0: okay <laughs> isn't it written by vigo mortensen's character's son or something like that so yeah
1: and he's coming out with um his next film is going to be called that's amore and it's about like a a beleaguered Italian man who runs a pizza shop and he falls in love with a woman named uh, like Fiona Amore or something like that. And it's called that's Amore. It's like the next moonstruck. Right.
0: What it sounds like is like when CBS somehow gets lazier. Um, By the way,
1: original score winner for that year was uh, Alexandre Desplat, or however you say it, uh, Shape of Water.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. But they were
1: going up against Johnny Greenwood, Phantom Thread carter yeah. burwell for three billboards which say what you will about the movie carter's pretty dope mm-hmm. and john williams the last fucking jedi which is probably his one of the best star wars right. scores I, well see that's done. the
0: thing about star wars it, it gets immediately discounted and that's especially sad because if it was any of the other movies sure i'd say that but last jedi actually did some fucking wonderful things right core so it's a little depressing and I mean, and i would even
1: say Well, I would even say, like, the score for Force Awakens was kind of a letdown for me. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, like, very, like, kind of muted and not as uh, pronounced as it could be. He didn't really come up with a lot of new things that really stood out to me. The Last Jedi is, like, a combination of old themes, new themes, all running and flowing together. Like, it's so good. What we need is that what's that fucking uh, Phantom Menace one that's just
0: metal as fuck you know what I'm talking about like
1: Dueling Oh, the Duel Duel of the Fates or whatever it's called? Oh, that was yeah. fire. I mean John Williams did that one, right? <laughs> like he doesn't have he, to do anything ever again. Yeah, he like single-handedly made that movie watchable.
0: That's what I dude, that's not an overstatement is the thing. Like you're so fucking right. The truth of it is like that movie single-handedly was saved by the score being that good. It almost mm. justifies the entire trilogy that we got that piece of music
1: Right. I mean, that, that's the thing that, like, people say. It's like, hey, the prequels might be bad, but it gave us that John Williams score. Okay, well, if they say it like that that I'm against, them. Well, <laughs> like, they, <do>. those people. <laughs> they say it just like that, because there's a lot of, like, ten reasons why the prequels aren't as bad as you remember. Reason number one, John Williams. And it's like, yeah, I can't argue with you, but, like, why you. am I reading this listicle to begin right. with?
0: It's well, on me more than that. it
1: is on yeah, the people who wrote it.
0: making, like, number one, John Williams. Number two, Ewan McGregor. Number three, Natalie Portman. Like, yes, there's good parts. The parts are fine. The movie's I, terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I know you're just making an example there, but I would say Natalie Portman's pretty fucking terrible in well, all of she's those movies. Bat- she has nothing to work she's with, though. She's good in films sometimes, is my point. You
0: watch Jackie, by the way? Nar. Yo, man. Real good. <laughs> Real good. Like, you know I don't like her. You know I get shitty with her sometimes, but...
1: Nat, Natport. Really in that she yeah, just I'm always just, looks like she's about to cry yeah. even if she's happy in a scene and it makes me go what's wrong with you are you sad or are your eyes watery do you under have the like
0: surface she's about to fucking kill people She yeah, has
1: allergies know? just really bad allergies
0: <laughs> i know the first time i heard her speak israeli it like changed my life i was like holy shit
1: like, she's real smart
0: well, because again, we uh, we we uh, like we've seen her since she was in like Leon the Professional or whatever, right, or just The Professional or just Leon, all right, I don't know where you are. But we see her there, and we're just like, all right, well, she's just in a, like a New Yorker or something. <laughs>
1: like, do you think that she's the descendants of people who ran ports, portmans, like blacksmith shit, like mm-hmm. that? Like, yeah, I mean,
0: sure. I mean, if we're doing that, because that's literally the the etymology of last names. It was your profession yeah. for the most part, right? most yeah. port I said uh <laughs> I, <laughs> you like that
1: just that you like heard it and immediately called attention to it before I even registered it
0: well usually you call me yeah I had to get ahead of that uh mm-hmm. so like in Puerto Rico I mean so my last name translates to tower so did we own the towers did were we snipers did we hang out in lighthouses I don't know
1: but I, I mean, like that my last
0: name sort of informs it you're McCarty what the fuck does that mean
1: it's from McCulloch which means, clan? I don't
0: know. Oh, it's just a family like emblem Man, or whatever. Back just a in clan. Is that Ireland or Scotland?
1: It's an Irish name. Okay, right on. But I've got Scottish up in the mix too. But Ireland and Mick Scotland were from. fucking with each other a lot. Right.
0: That's not where the mix comes from, though.
1: It's, no, it's, it's Irish. Th- it, that's Irish. Okay. Fully Irish.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, do you? What's your What's your mom's maiden name?
1: Uh, Lutak.
0: Well, that's like polish right we've been through this before i think yeah. where we like, started going yeah. through you. you're a mutt god damn it i am
1: i am i got it all baby um i'm just trying I was all trying the white to countries that.
0: well because again like smith is a oh presumably you were a blacksmith or a locksmith or some shit back in the day all names are supposed right. to do that i can't do that with your name i mean that'd be
1: great if there was just somebody running around with the last name criminal like hey i'm lonnie criminal Come from a long line of criminals.
0: Well, there's a dude named,
1: uh, and I'm not even kidding.
0: Or did you tell me this? The Mike Pizza guy? Is that what you were telling me? Is that you? Mike Pizza? No, no I there's don't think so. There's a guy named Mike Pizza. Like, his last name was actually Pizza. Jesus. And it, it's is- like... Well, I felt so fucking basic because I had yeah. to ask, and I'm just like, uh, "Have you? Do you? Uh, like, <laughs> I did not even know where to start." I was just like, "Did your right. family a invent pizza?" B There's actually
1: um, uh, an Eric Andre sketch. This is reminding me of where he's running around in like he's like dressed like a douchebag that goes to clubs, and he's going, "Hey, my name's Mike Penis, and I'm here to party." <laughs> and he just keeps trying to get into clubs, and like bouncers just like kick him out like a full minute while he's shouting mike penis you think that guy ever gets his ass kicked all the time he's been arrested gotten his ass kicked. he's like a full-on like borat, borat levels of like fearlessness when it he comes really to doing his shit
0: scares me i mean i bet does he ever turn it off like because you can have an interview with sasha cohen you know yeah. sometimes the is eric andre ever not eric
1: andre quotes? I've, seen, I've seen him be normal it's just rare okay but yeah it's possible There's a part, like, during one interview, like, the Hot Ones interview, where he's, like, dying of, like, hot sauce. And he's like, I'm just a regular guy. I eat salad. I do yoga. When people come up to me, they like, fucking tackle me. I'm like, dude, it's too early for this.
0: Is that, like, a a thing that happens in the show all the time? He's constantly tackled? I told you, I haven't seen this. We really should make this our next thing together. It's a very violent show. (laughs) and you're you're pro this, you're pro this violence. It's a,
1: it's a violent it's like David Lynch uh directing a talk show. All
0: right. Well, if that doesn't sell you, me. I don't know what will. <laughs> oh man. Um uh, all right. David Lynch talk shows aside, man what have we uh what have we gleaned in this in this hour and 20 minutes that we've done i mean we started with luke perry tragedy
1: this this is turning into like a south park trope on this podcast where like we stop for a second and then you say max what have we learned today
0: Mm -hmm.
1: well what have we learned today i think it's important that we i'm gonna i'm gonna turn that back on you my friends what have we learned today i think we learned that jalians are fucking
0: high strung and they're snobs when it comes to art number one um, we didn't talk about Nazis this episode, right? <laughs> just making sure. Just making sure. I we feel like we do. brought
1: them up at some point, but we didn't do a deep dive for once. Good, Good. awesome. John no pro uh, cons for Hitler.
0: Yeah, John Hughes is simultaneously a great writer and a terrible writer. Mm-hmm. Um, he also made Made in Manhattan. Uh, Ferris Bueller. It's a dark movie, man. That's all I got. It's about all Moby Dick. <laughs> what is it? What? It's about Moby Dick yeah i mean what's your interpretation you know well i'm
1: sorry i, thought
0: I, was... I would tell you this one time that i was uh, that 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 my like this is when i was like 16 or something and my youth pastor because i used to go to youth groups and shit um he was trying to say that every movie is about god which i thought was adorable this actually brings me to a point
1: i do want to bring up and then we can like you know so so it. were people like shouting movie titles at him and be like how's that about god and you can go, right.
0: Well, here's the thing. He started with The Village. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Yeah. And he
1: made like a somewhat interesting
0: case for it in as much that if you look at story structure, you can be like, all right. And so it's all about like Joaquin Phoenix is the only guy brave enough to put his back to the darkness in the crucifixual, you know, the messianic pose or whatever. He is, he is uh, he's hurt, injured, debilitated. He's fallen. And then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard represents us, the sheep who must wander into the, the darkness without our shepherd only to return to him. As you know, the movie ends with, I'm, right. I, I'm back. And uh,
1: he's risen and this, this, and that. And I'm just like,
0: uh, it's going to be a no for me, dog. That's not holding water. For me. Right,
1: I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw a movie title at you. Uh, Boo, a Medea, a Medea Halloween. Okay. Well, that I, about I, ha- that? I
0: would have to have seen it, but I assume. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the I assume- three stooges movie with Jim Carrey, Will Sasso, and uh, the other guy. That's not real. That wasn't real, right?
0: That movie that was, actually happened?
1: That that was a film that happened. It was made by the Ferrilies. How's that about God?
0: Damn it. It's about how there isn't a god. That's the definitive <laughs> point. That no, <laughs> the it's absence open. of god. <laughs> um yeah it's no, like
1: jazz music it's about the the notes you don't play <laughs> it's
0: exactly what it was oh, fuck uh then he brought up willy wonka and he's like willy wonka's god i'm like if anything willy wonka's satan bro i i, I don't know what you're talking about in this movie man but he was really all about willy Wonka. i
1: mean he, do, he does test those children a lot and they all fail and they get turned into horrible uh child candy hybrids right but does As that God sound like does. something
0: Jesus would do? <laughs> like, I mean, no, because God, he's a right bastard, but Jesus, he's supposed to be like a better version of
1: God, you know? Oh, so wait, is it, uh, so so was he saying it's Jesus? Like Little well, yeah. Monk is a Jesus Christ figure? Yeah, right. Which I'm like, what? No. I'm pretty and sure he's, that, he's like capitalism run amuck.
0: See, I'm the guy who thinks he's Satan. He's got literal right?
1: midget slaves.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. He like I say that he's Satan, number one, because of the capitalism aspect of it, but the whole movie is him Basically, letting children have horrible demises so he can find right. the ultimate, the Superman. There, there's our Nazi reference. Uh, the right. Superman, the who who he can fucking bring up to be his one day replacement. I mean, it's a fucked up movie, man.
1: How many more times was Willy Wonka going to run through that drill before <laughs> he found the boy? You know, <laughs> he's the Mister. Like Glass he got lucky he the first grow. time. Yeah. yeah, but like, what if like Ch- Charlie right away had fallen into that chocolate river? Or gotten absorbed by a giant marshmallow monster right. i mean 20
0: cycles in there's uh, 80 kids who have gone missing and you know what i mean <laughs> really bad really quickly
1: <laughs> that factory is built on the bones of the dead children I'm that's
0: telling there. you it's a much darker film than anyone wants to a lot everyone's like oh he's wearing purple
1: he does i mean the, the director literally said it's not a children's film it
0: isn't. I mean, that's one of those movies. I remember very being very young, and and the Gene Wilder in uh,
1: the fucking the tunnel. Holy shit! Yeah, man. it's like- terrifying. It's got like a chicken getting its head cut off, and like a right. bunch of like crazy. It's like Clockwork Orange shit and to his credit again i know
0: we geeked out about gene wilder the other day i don't know, i don't think on microphone but just in life but like what an amazing goddamn alien <laughs> like right. alien, if you will he's he so much better than any other person out there i just i'm so sad that
1: well he, he can just lie. go from like soft-spoken grandpa to like apoplectic rage in right. just like a second right it was amazing
0: did you ever see the toy with uh, I think that's oh maybe I'm fucking this up. Maybe it's not the toy. I thought it was the movie called The Toy where Richard Pryor. It's basically sold into slavery to be like some kid's toy. But I could have swore it was with Richard Pryor is? Yeah. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> no. Dude, it's fucked up. It's oh it's a God. weird movie, man. I don't know if that's the one with Gene Wilder, but I know they did one together and it was, you know, he's killing it the whole time. <laughs> Gene Wilder, man.
1: I mean, Gene Wilder, good for him for lasting last, as long ever. as he did. You know, he was too pure for this world, man.
0: <laughs> and as pure as he was, he was able to embody Satan on film, wearing <laughs> a goddamn purple majesty suit, man. It's incredible.
1: I mean, at our purest form, aren't we all just evil bastards? I'm maybe.
0: Yeah, but this brings me to uh, something that's actually been been plaguing me recently, hmm. which is. Do you think that God, that every nation sees God in their likeness? Think about what I'm saying here for a second. What I mean is, right, because I think it's interesting that, like, uh, German people believe in the same God that Americans believe in as the same God that English believe in to South Americans. If you believe in Christ, you know what I'm saying? If you believe in the the God that way or whatever. But my point is this, that it has to – go beyond any like ethnic ground rules you know what i'm saying like i guess what i'm saying is do german things do germans think that god is german do brazilians think that god is brazilian do americans think that god's american i can answer that
1: one yeah because the amount of people who are like jesus was white is just ridiculous to me. god loves money he loves big business he loves the small business owners too somehow
0: <laughs> right, we never we never addressed that fucking that that conflict of interest <laughs> in the ideology. But he loves everybody. He just like that's that's really an Animal Farm like a like a four legs good, two legs better yeah. situation. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, do nations to your best approximation? Obviously, you don't know. But do you you know what I'm
1: saying? No, like, I do know. I'm actually an expert on this. Oh, okay, please,
0: right, everyone, stop. Shh, shush. The experts <laughs>
1: on stage. Um. Yeah. The answer is uh, y- yes. Do you need more uh, I, elaboration? Yeah, I thought you were going <laughs> to expound on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's, it's a very simple yes. Yeah, so, yeah. We so we all believe... Also,
0: like, so you don't think it's a situation where, like, we've been able to create this other, like, perfect... Like, like I'm not saying, like, those aliens from Prometheus or anything, but something more akin to that, something that's humanoid that we can kind of... You know, we we understand as this weird ephemeral, like, cloud almost. Like, are,
1: are you like saying it? that, like, when, when, like, you know, little German... uh uh Leroy or whatever a German name is goes to sleep at Clout? night okay. and he's 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 you know praying to God as he's falling asleep he's picturing a blonde-haired blue-eyed Aryan just in the clouds going you did good kid
0: I mean legitimately and I don't I don't mean that in the shitty Nazi way that it that you know Aryan gets associated with But what I, that's literally what I mean do they think God is like in their likeness do Japanese people who believe in God do they see God as a Japanese person like, you hmm. see what i'm saying because like
1: you know we, to the to the credit to the credit of uh the hindu faith um they, they believe that there are multiple gods and they all look like freakish monsters right they they so good, remember, good on them for having a fucking imagination <laughs>
0: well because like that's the fucked up part about the bible is like he made you in his likeness and i'm just like he looks like us all right right like god has a butthole why yeah like, i don't see the practicality of that man <laughs> By the way, I like that we're talking about God and your first impulse is like, does he have an asshole? Like, what's up with that God
1: asshole, man? Just saying. Like, there's a reason we have one. I get that. Right. But him? But the him? Almighty? Right. That's the oh, number God. one benefit to being God. You never have to take a shit. Right. Think about all the time that you would save if you didn't have to shit or think about shitting or think about the possibility of the shits you're going to have due to the consequences of what you're doing now. Do you think that's really all that
0: separates us from God is the shit? Like we could, we could create life. We could do all the things he could do, but our shame is our shit. So yeah. we don't... if I
1: could get back all the time I've spent on the toilet, I would add years to my life. <laughs>
0: Well, you think about that, which is like you sleep for supposedly a third of your day, right? So they say by the time you die, a third of your life, you've been sleeping. That's what they say. And so it's like, but then you compound that with the, like shower and toilet and all this other bullshit. And like, you mm-hmm. barely live in a life. Yeah, You're barely living barely man. I'm well, sad now I'm sorry. I just I got
1: the depressing spiral, man. I mean, we're just talking about God's butthole, and now we're talking. About, like, I know, but where
0: do you go at anyway. this God's? <laughs> <laughs>